All right, you've only experienced this type of day once before. What's it like? Uh, you know, it was an empty feeling. Um, you know, seeing the guys and, and we're not out there preparing and up in the offices watching film, getting ready for the playoffs. It's uh, it's an empty feeling. You put an awful lot, uh, players, coaches, staff, they, uh, everybody in the in the building essentially. Um, you know, you put a whole lot into it. You you give up a lot yeah. of yourself in order to put yourself in position to uh, play for a championship. And when you, you don't allow that to happen, there's a, a, a very distinct empty feeling. You know, I know there was a lot of optimism day one at camp, like there always is. And I remember a statement that you made is this was a big job. I mean, you overhauled the roster. And I think, I don't know where the expectation level was for you. I know after that preseason game at home, I kind of think, even though it was preseason, I think yourself, along with many, went, what did we just witness here? Um, but going into the season, where was your expectation level at? Or was that hard to really gauge? Well, I mean, our expectation level is always, if you don't win the Grey Cup, there's only one team going to come out of this year feeling good about themselves, and that's the team that wins the Grey Cup. So with that comes the expectations that that's where our, our expectations lie. The uh, the off season for you. Uh, I know we talked about it last night in the post game show. How busy will it be, and how much work do you feel you have to do to get what you need done this off season? Well, I mean, again, I can tell you this: there's not going to be a stone that's not unturned. Uh, we're going to turn over a lot of rocks. We're going to work as hard as humanly possible to make sure that uh, the roster that we put together and the, the squad that we put together next year uh, puts us in a position to do uh, something a lot different than what we did this year. There were a lot of positives this season. It was just a matter of trying to build on those positives and just trying to uh, you know, find the right people to kind of build on that foundation. Yeah, I like your optimism. Again, we've I, th- I feel like we've got some young guys that uh, that really did some good things. You know, forward 17, 60. I mean, you can keep going. Uh, you know, 43. I mean, there's a whole lot of guys that 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 did some some really good things. You know. Uh, so we feel good about about our draft class last year. We feel good about some of the uh, the rookies that we brought in uh, around the midseason mark. Uh, now what we've got, and, and uh, quite honestly, we've got a, a staple group of high-character high veterans in that room as well. So now we've got to uh, do a couple things. We've got to have a good free agency. I don't think we'll be as active in free agency as what we were a year ago. Uh, we've got to have a, a, a great draft. And then, we've, like I say, we're already hitting the ground running on the uh, on the U.S. side of things, uh, going to some places to see some people, evaluating uh, with PFF and doing everything necessary to try to put together our roster. The uh, the running game is so important to you. So talk about a little bit about Kevin Brown and, and what he meant after coming in. Yeah, Kevin did a real nice job uh, of coming in and fitting real quickly into our offense. I mean, uh, he's he's a at the point of attack, I mean, he's about as good as, as anybody in the league. He's got tremendous speed. I think his change of speed is probably uh, one of the better things that he does as well. Does it surprise you when you see his size and then see how many guys it takes to bring him down? Well, I mean, he's you know he's a 195-pound guy, maybe 200 pounds, you know. So, I mean, it's not like he's a tiny back, but at the same time, he's not a he's not a 225-pound guy either, you know. So, as he uh, gets a little older, I'm sure he'll add 5 or 10, but uh, he's awful hard to bring down right now. We didn't see this enough this year, but when your team was playing complementary football in games, what did that look like? What did that feel like? Well, again, uh, it, it just came in spurts, mm-hmm. you know, where we would play, 
you know, a couple phases here, a couple phases there, and we never, we never really played uh, three-phase football. Uh, we always, it was either uh, a couple of phases, yes, but never the third phase. You know, uh, uh, as experienced last night, you know, we, we go up early with a turnover special teams-wise. We're able to stick that into the end zone, and then defensively we can't get off the field. Uh, and then there's been other times where the defense has been lights out, and then we can't get a first down, you know. So, unfortunately for us, we just never found that chemistry this year. Uh, that's something staff-wise we've got to look at uh, how we're doing things, what we're doing, and uh, put ourselves in better position next year. You speak to the turnaround of your special teams. You lost merit early. Uh, Mike Shepard had to step in, and the special teams seemed to be floundering. But then it seemed like Labor Day, Labor Day rematch game, it started to really rise up. And maybe it was your most consistent phase by the end of the season. Yeah, we, we played some really good special teams down the stretch. I thought that our cover units – uh, we were doing some things a little bit different schematically than what we'd done early in the year, uh, that which certainly helped us. And then our return game, uh, when Salisbury stepped in the building, he gave us some spark. Uh, I thought our, our guys that were blocking, because you can never get yardage unless your guys are blocking, uh, I felt like that uh, that we did a better job. Something that we stub our toe with again, we had two of them last night, was the penalties. We've got to find a way to, to not back our offense up, because it's hard enough when you've got a shorter field, much less when you've got to go the length of the field. You mentioned free agency. You're talking most people think February free agency. What about between now and then and your own guys? I imagine you got, like everybody else, a lot of guys on one-year deals that are, yeah. that are up now. Do you feel confident you can bring the guys you want and you need back? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel confident with the uh, the biggest biggest uh, you know group of our guys that are available. Again, we're going to – I'm talking to the players right now, doing exit interviews, been in those about four hours this morning, probably got about another four hours left today and tomorrow. And then uh, staff the next two days, and then once we get the staff, uh, you know, talked to and in place, then we can start putting together what we feel like the guys that we're going to move forward with uh, the next year. How many changes can we expect, if any, on the coaching staff? Uh, again, it'll be, you know, I haven't spoken to them, so it's kind of hard for me to sit there and give you a number or whatever, but I would uh, expect the largest group uh, to be back. Okay. What's at the very top of your to-do list? On your big whiteboard in the office. Uh, well, I mean, again, we've got to kind of compartmentalize, you know, where we feel like we need the uh, the biggest adjustments on our roster. So certainly, we've got to uh, to go with and attack that area the the hardest. Um, you know, I'm starting at the lower levels. Uh, we've got two two new leagues, as uh, as I've mentioned before, that are very viable options for U.S. players. And, uh, and we've got to do a great job of, of not just scouting like we normally have the, the larger divisions, but we're going to have to drop back and look at the 1AA's, the Division twos, the NAIA's. We're going to have to know everybody that plays football in the States in order to keep up with uh, where we need to be. Sounds like you got to scout and recruit. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, uh, we've, uh, we've got to kind of, I told the staff, I said, it's kind of like when we were coaching 1AA football at Tennessee Tech years ago, we've got to, we've got to have our coaches uh, with their ears and eyes to the ground and, and trying to help find the players, especially in their positions, and then uh, and then it'll be up to me to go out and actually put eyes on these guys. Bird dogs all over the place, eh? Absolutely. Uh, they talk about guys who are saying they're going to decompress, take a month, take a couple weeks. I, I 
how do you decompress? How do you kind of get your yeah. head away from this? Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, decompress to me is winning games. I mean, uh, the, the 24 hours you have after winning a game is decompression time. So um, we're, we're already well into what we're going to do in the off season, And uh, I've, got to, I've got to do a great job with these exit interviews and, and uh, make sure that I spend my necessary time with all these guys because they mean a lot to me. Uh, staff means a lot to me, so I've got to spend my proper time with them. So for the next uh, the next three days after today, I've got to spend that time, and then it's I'm off and running. What are those interviews like with the players? What do you what do you expect to get out of those interviews as you approach? Them? Well, what do you need to hear? yeah, you know, you, you know, because quite honestly, you want guys that want to be here. Number one, you know, that want to be part of the solution, and and uh, and so we're gonna. You know, try to get to the bottom of each one, that find out where their mind is, and you know, you got young guys that that uh, they're just happy to be here, that type of thing. You know, but it's more so the the older guys that aren't from necessarily from this area. You want to make sure that they they want to be part of the uh, the grounding solution of what uh, to get things fixed.